0: Welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It is another episode of Those Were The
1: Days with George Mitchell. Good morning, George. Morning, everybody. Nice to see you all.
0: And we're live, George. Uh, yes, indeed. we yes, doing a live yes. one, which is great. So, uh, looking, indeed. looking forward to looking back uh, in time with you. Which season are we looking at today, George?
1: Uh, a big one for Newcastle United, 54-55. 50, uh, obviously, people would know it was a, a cup season. It was our last last major tro- major uh, UK trophy, anyway, um, and uh, a season which uh, was fascinating in many ways. Um, uh, bearing in mind the season before, we had uh, at the end of the season, we'd had a good run that really saved our neck because we we could easily have gone down uh, the last season. However, we had a long run of, at the end of the season Of uh, fantastic victories Which uh, ended up uh, in, in sort of middle of the table um, And uh, But I keep, I keep saying to people when I do this Remember this is Newcastle United nothing, Nothing's ever straightforward when it's Newcastle United And we start this season with um, uh, clearly trouble uh, uh, filtering out in, in the press, in the in the board, in the dressing room, uh, arguments between people like Frank Brennan and Stan Seymour and and one or two others. And ironically, um, the season before, we, when when before the season started, we had six or seven players in and six or seven players wanting transfers. Well, there was none of that this year. This year, there was there was two or three in, and they were innocuous in signings, bar one, and two or three out, and they again. Nobody to concern us about. But the one in that did concern was a centre half from Doncaster called Bill Patterson. And he came in uh, for £25,000, which was a big fee in those days. And the object of Seymour when he bought it was he, he was to replace Frank Brennan. It was quite clear. It was, you know, it was his night follows day. That's what he was there to do. Now, he was a good footballer and a, and a, nice, a nice fella, so I'm told uh but he was what they called um well what we call called today um a ball playing center half he he wasn't a hard uh, uh nut like frank brennan was you know or killer kill klein he was somebody who liked to play the ball now that that goes well down with people these days you know you, you get the ones at manchester city who who play the ball out and all the rest of it um and we've we've had our own and and with the entertainers and that sort of thing but in this particular era um they weren't necessarily appreciated i think bill patterson had a quite a difficult time with the crowd apart from anything else anyway we, we set off in in uh 1954-55 there's a couple of pictures i want to show before we start talking about the matches um can you put the first one up steve is it that that one uh, the season before um we we played wigan in the in the cup who were a non-league team then uh, and that's the replay at Wigan where, where we beat beat them and we actually got through. It's the background I want you to look at. Look at the framework of a new stand in the background. Now, the new framework of the stands there, and beneath that's the Newcastle supporters underneath all that steelwork, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that wouldn't be allowed today, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't let you anywhere near. But the importance of the steelwork was is that Wigan so made so much out of that cup run that year. Uh, and they knew how much they were going to get from us. I mean, a sixty thousand crowd, and half of the cash was theirs. And then the replay, we give them the biggest crowd they'd ever had in the replay. Half of that cash was theirs. So they had enough money to build a new stand, and they actually got it started before the replay took place. So there's the stand in in embryo, as it were. But I thought it was interesting. To, they put it up and, and look how the Newcastle fans are actually sheltering beneath the, the, steel, the steel work. Um, it it just beggars belief that they would let them do that. But anyway, um, that's the first one. And the next one I think is is a picture of 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 the city coat of arms. Now, for people that don't realise, that's the badge we used to wear when we went to Wembley. That's what we used to go on our shirt. Or any special games, we used to wear the city's coat of arms, and that's how it was until 1974, when somebody in the city council got sniffy and said, "Have you got permission to wear that on your shirt?" And somebody at St James's Park said, "Well, do we need permission? Well, start off. We'll just make our own." And that's when we start to have our own badge. Other than that, that's what we used to wear, and it, it you know, it. There was period of time when we, our relationship with the, the local authority was wasn't very clever um you know it cost with the world cup and all that sort of thing later on um but that's that's what we used to wear and i think it it was right that we did i mean we representing the city and and all over the place and all over the world at some occasions uh but that's it and the next one i'm not sure what the next next one is ah right yeah i wanted to that's the program f- face of the program that year. It's only got one problem it doesn't tell you who we're playing it's just a, it's just a cover you know it, it's 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 all right you know you've got saint james's park and it tells you how much but it, it doesn't tell you who you're playing you've got to get inside to find out who you're playing uh, and and uh, so i thought well i'll i'll do one cover because all the same everyone's the same uh, no 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 games um I think the next one's the is is an uh, the Arsenal away away game. And that's our first game at at, at Highbury, and uh, we weren't supposed to be going to get anything out of this. Arsenal were were recommended by the pundits; they were going to win league and possibly cup as well. This was Arsenal's year, and and we went to Arsenal on on a on a Hayden to nothing, um, and uh, lo and behold, we, we turned them over three one. I mean, it was. Uh, it was just uh, unexpected. But uh, Doug Lishman, the Arsenal Scottish winner, mean, scored the first goal. And then in the second half, uh, two from Bobby Mitchell, and one from Reg Davis. Bobby Mitchell tore them apart, apparently. I, obviously, I wasn't there, but one one or two members of my family were. And they said it was Bobby Mitchell's game. He he just tore Arsenal apart. The team's interesting. It's uh, uh, Ronnie Simpson, uh, Bobby Cole, Alf McMichael. Uh, Jimmy schooler, Frank Brennan, Charlie Crow, um Jackie Milburn on the right wing, uh Reg Davis inside him, Alan Monkhouse in the center. Uh, and uh they've got uh, in that centrerest they've got Keeble in in there uh, and it's actually Alan Monkhouse who played not Keeble. Uh, and the trainer was, uh, obviously, was uh, manager was Stan Seymour And the assistant manager by now was Norman Smith Arsenal's team is, is a team of internationals uh, Jack Kelsey was a Welsh goal, goalkeeper led Mills, with to Ashore. were sure what, um, internationals Forbes was a Scottish international Doug Lishman, Scottish international Roper and, and, and Walsh, Cliff Walton, all, all played uh, international football and Logie was the Scottish uh, star at the time, uh, but as I say, we weren't we weren't expected to get uh, anything out of that game at all. Um, it really was going to be Arsenal's Arsenal's game. Um, just to uh, fill in uh, the picture, it, I decided I would go. Uh, and look at the reverse game, which was which which was our home game. I don't know if I put the programme up for that one, Steve. As it is it?
0: Uh, no, the next programme I've got is Hearts.
1: All right, let's do the Hearts thing. In in the midst of all the things that Newcastle were doing, um, they always managed to throw in uh, friendlies. Uh, I, you sometimes wonder um, what the board of directors were thinking about. I mean, these, these are players who are going to be playing. If they have a good cup run it's going to be 50 or 60 games of the season and then they throw in things like this a uh, friendly against hearts it's a james's and then a little bit later we get the return one at, at time at uh, um at the hearts ground um uh time castle that's right yeah and uh and then towards the end of the season they play Hibs and then a return game against Hibs. So that's four extra games thrown in into the mix of what is uh, go hopefully going to be a very busy season. Uh, what's the next one, Steve? It's Burnley. Burnley, right. Well, I'll go. Uh, can we take that one off for a minute? I just wanted to go back to the reverse match with Arsenal uh, when towards the end, end, end of the year, it was in December. And uh, Again, Arsenal were were coming north and were in, and were playing well by then, and was supposedly going to turn us over. Well, uh, I can remember being at this game. It was it was it was fantastic. We actually beat them five one. Uh, I mean, it was it was so so devastating for them. And the star of the game was uh, it was uh, Vic Keeble Vic Keeble uh, was unplayable that day. He he was always a brilliant head of the ball. But he, he was no slouch on the floor either But Vic had a very, very good game And uh, he, he scored two Bobby Mitchell scored two And uh, Jackie Milburn scored the last one Which was a, a home dinger And Les Wills scored a penalty from, for, for a consolation for Arsenal Now our team was much the same as the team That played at uh, Highbury Except there was no Frank Brennan And this is a part of the season where Frank Brennan was disappearing quite a lot. Uh, it, it, uh, um, for a variety of reasons, uh, Seymour uh, wanted, uh, uh, Patterson in, um, others wanted Bob Stokoe in, um, and, uh, um, the cost of the program, I think was three D three, three old pence. Um, and, uh, the thing to notice on on this one is suddenly, where it says manager, we have two names: Stan Seymour and Doug Livingston. And suddenly, the the board of directors have decided they want Seymour back in the board because they didn't they weren't happy the way he was handling team matters, and uh, they hired Doug Livingston. Now, Doug Livingston would was had a great reputation uh, as, as a manager. He'd uh, Managed a lot on the continent And took Belgium to the World Cup Finals So when he came to St. James's Park He came with a lot of new ideas Sadly, as we'll see A lot of his new ideas went down well with the younger ones But some of the older ones Like the the Brennans, the Mitchells, the Milburns uh, they they thought it was Crow land and they weren't short of telling the border directors that. So so there was a bit of dispute about that. But in the middle of a middle of an important season, uh, we changed our manager to to Doug, Doug Livingston. Um, the next one I was going to go to is uh, because it's a, it's a club that we always have good games with. Um, was West Bromwich Albion? We've had some fantastic games with West Bromwich Albion. And we we played them in the September, uh, and uh, we went to uh, the Hawthorns, um, and a good game it was. Um, a couple of my family were there, uh, but West Brom were really on form, and and they turned us over four uh, two. Johnny Nichols scored two, Ronnie Allen scored two, and, and our goals were George Hanna and Jimmy Schooler. Jimmy Schooler was was a hard man, a, a, a tough midfielder. But he also was a clever footballer and was, was always, uh, through the season, could, would get, get nearly double figures in goals, which is quite useful for a, for a midfielder and, and a captain. But uh, West Brom turned us over 4-2, uh, and uh, they had all their stars on, on show. Um, uh, Millard, Rickaby, Kelly all played for England. Ray Barlow was a, a fixture in the England team. Ronnie Allen was playing for the England team. And Johnny Nichols was playing for the England team. So there were a team uh, that, that gave us a, a tough time uh, whenever we played them. And uh, we used to, uh, as I said, my family used to love to go and uh, go and see them. Um, the next game, which, uh, which came to James's Park, which was the one that we always like to see, you're, you're going to notice the, the, some of the scores that, that I'm trotting out at the moment, fives and sixes. Well, this season, we had the highest goals for in the whole First Division. I think it was something like 89 uh, in the First Division. The only trouble is we also had the worst goals against (laughs) something like 77, which is why we weren't higher up the league. You know, it it was that kind of topsy-turvy season. And lots of people, um, well, lots of people, People that I went to the match with, my family and, and, and our Gallagher corner group Always felt that part of that was the fact uh, that there was this uh, undercurrent of uh, of dispute Which uh, kept Frank Brennan out of the team, which the, which the other players didn't like um, Anyway, we played Aston Villa and we beat Villa 5-3 um, Len White, hat-trick That day was Len White's day, he was unplayable and, and interesting, um, you and I have talked about this before, is, is that in that team that day, Len Wright was the centre forward. Jack Milburn was on the team, but he was happy to be outside right. He's on the right wing. And, and you know, there's there's some players now, well, and we've had some in the past, like Kieran Dyer, who wouldn't switch like that as, as easy as that, where you've got, you had... Uh, uh, Jackie Milburn was just as happy to play in any right across the front five actually, but he was happy to be in this day was Len White's day. It just unplayable. Uh, Jackie Milburn got uh, uh, got the th- the fourth goal, and the f- fifth goal was again was Len White. Four goals in in a in a match. Uh, our team was fairly predictable. Ronnie Simpson, Bobby Cole, Alf McMichael, uh, Jimmy Schooler, Bob sent centre half this time, centre back. Uh, Charlie Crow, um, uh, Jackie Bilburn, Ivor Broadus who who featured quite a lot in in, in the league games but uh, for some reason when it came to the cup he, he, he kind of disappeared Len White, George Hannah and Bobby Mitchell and uh, again uh, Villa had uh, um, Danny Blanchflower, um, Stanley, Lane, Frank Moss all uh, great players and Colin Gibson who they took they took from us when they, they took our manager George Martin a couple of seasons beforehand he was still playing for them and still a Welsh international and uh, Tommy Thompson who at one stage had actually played played for us as well so that was that was a good game and I remember it uh, quite vividly but it was it was Len White's match there's no doubt about that um I think now we're coming to Burnley Steve okay I'll get the program up that's it um the other one I was thing I wanted to watch was oh, not on this one sometimes at the bottom where it says next to matches and sometimes it used to put half-time entertainment in those days we used to get things like uh the Coldstream guards or the Mar- Royal Marines or or the Northumberland Fusiliers band come and entertain at half time. And that, that was always great. It was, it was always something I used to look forward to. I'm not sure how they would react to the things that we do now, you know, the, the kicking the ball into the bins and all the rest of it. Um, but it, it, they were all things that were uh, part of going to the match on a Saturday. Who what was happening at half time was was always special. Burnley was always special because um it was uh, against a team that was always littered with people from the Northeast. And in this one, um, we beat them 2-1, Jackie Milburn, Bobby Mitchell score the goals. Uh, our team was, uh, as I said, uh, the last time, same team as was in the previous with Ivor Broadus in the team and uh, and Jackie Milburn playing on the right wing and Len White up the middle. Uh, but in the Burnley team, Colin Macdonald was uh, was a local lad from 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 seeing, seeing, um uh, Tommy Cummins was from Ashland. Les Shannon was from uh, from from uh, Bedlington. Um, Roy Stevenson was 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 from Durham, and they were all uh, uh, lads who, who who were well known locally. Forty seven thousand three hundred crowd, uh, and their manager at the time was was Alan Brown, who was uh, uh, to play a significant part in a, a team not far away from us, and indeed play a significant. Well not a significant part But a, a small part in my football life later on um, uh, But they, they were always a good footballer team In fact not long from them They, they were to become the, 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 the champions um, I've gone to the return match Which was in the January uh, Because uh, uh, we, we got another win out of that And it was uh, in the December 2nd jan- of January And the teams are vir- virtually identical the only difference is uh, Burnley had a uh, the, the captain back in, in the team, Jimmy Adamson, who was another Ashton lad uh, playing in the team. And then at centre forward, they had um, a lad called Bill Holden. Bill Holden was in England, became an England centre forward. And uh, I laugh now at the way transfer negotiations go on. I remember going to a derby match at St James's about this time, or just after this time. And the teams came out, and when Sutherland came out, you could hear that the, the buzz of the crowd saying who's that who's that who's that they all wanted to know who the sudden number nine was <laughs> because they'd never seen him before and there was nothing in the program until the an announcer came over the over the tannoy that it was bill holden who suddenly had bur- bought from burnley the night before down at a motorway uh, um hotel so went down scotch corner he'd signed and came up and he actually played in that derby match and that be match, he played all right because the beat were two now, and, and he scored both the goals. And that was Bill, the same Bill Holden. It was playing by Burnley. We beat the one 0 and George Hannah was the was the goal scorer. The other thing about this season is is that, and I'll talk about more in detail at the end. Is you'll see how various names like Hannah and Davies and others keep popping up with odd goals, uh, important goals, um, and uh, um. You know it it uh it adds so much to the team if the weight taken off the main strikers you know and we relied heavily on on jackie milburn there's no doubt about that um you know and people get sick of hearing me say well he was he, top goal scorer for 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 five years well he was but uh, to put that into context, Alan Shearer was top goal scorer for seven seasons. So, you know, when it, when the people start comparing, um, Shearer didn't do too badly, did he? <laughs> to be honest. No. Um, and uh, um, the next, I was going to, no, I'll not look at, uh, at Blackpool. What's the next program, Steve, I think I've got? You've got Chelsea home and away. Right. Okay. Well, well let's. Uh, Ditch ditch that one. I'll go to um uh Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, I've got Chelsea. Right. I don't know what's happened with, with that, but never mind. All ah, right, okay. I know why I put those there. Um Chelsea at home um was uh getting game we really weren't uh, supposed to get anything out of um and uh uh fact is we we we, we didn't <laughs> they came and uh and gave us a, a really tough time um 29th of september um, forty five thousand six hundred in the crowd the significance for for me and for others of my era in, in this match was we were taken apart by um a center forward who used to be ours roy bentley he was the england center forward And he was playing alongside him was a a young center forward they were bringing on called bobby smith who went to spurs and had a fantastic career at spurs um but roy bentley really did turn us upside down and sadly for frank brennan he was the center half of the day and roy bentley made frank look look very ordinary um and sort of added to the fuel of the fire that seymour wanted frank moved on um and our team was, was fairly predictable, Ronnie Simpson, Bobby Cowell, Alf Michael, Jimmy Schooler, Frank Brennan, Charlie Crow, uh, Chatty Milburn, Ivor Broder, Slen White, Reg Davis, and Bobby Mitchell. And uh, as usual, the uh, managers were was Seymour and Norman Smith, the trainer. Ted Drake was the Chelsea manager, a man who had an incredible uh, um reputation in football. Uh, and a man who was, who was reputed to uh, have helped lots of people, not just at, at Chelsea. So then we come to the return game. I think if I got the return game on on the on the. Steve, that's it. Yeah. um Now that's an expensive programme. Six sixty uh, on that one, and that uh, was there's only three. If you if you have, have a look. And anyway, um, again we, we we had a really tough time, and again it was roy bentley that, that made life very difficult for us he scored a hat-trick in the first half so by half time the game was virtually over uh, and just after half time johnny McNichol scored the fourth and then suddenly we woke up and two goals from Vic Keeble and, and a cracker from jackie milburn towards the end uh, and uh, it became 4-3 the last 10 minutes was was exciting but uh, um we couldn't get the equaliser, but Chelsea were well worth worthy of the uh, of the victory. And again, we're, we're back to the, to the situation where our manager, of course, now was Doug Livingston, this this new guy who's uh, come in from managing Belgium uh, and and causing all sorts of uh, uh, problems in the dressing room because the older players, uh, as I say, didn't didn't particularly like his his modern ideas. Um, what's the next one I've got, Steve? It's Tottenham. Tottenham, right. Um, that, right, okay. I'll uh, Have you got a George? Go, I'll go to the ad break
0: not, while you saw your paperwork. Right, go out. On, go on, uh, then. Okay, yeah, big okay. shout out as always. Uh, to the lads at spider miner the only cryptocurrency miner that can mine five different cryptocurrencies at the same time while it's using virtually no energy and it's vpn protected buy yours now at www.miner.spidervpn.org Thanks also to Scott and the lads at Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website www.skipsandbins.com, easy contract free and pay you go waste collection. Thanks to LNG Family Funeral Directors, 01913897245, and a garden of healing dispensary CBD hemp and cannabinoid specialists www.thegohd.com thanks to qtechshop.co.uk the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Wolvesend Newcastle and the guys who run our website nufcmatters.com and thanks to Cleek, i meet the new game over screen drop into a clear device near you available on apple store google play and clear thanks to media arts help with the video side of things and if you want to subscribe, hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner and you can subscribe for free. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share to share to your social media and drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. Don't forget we are available as a podcast as well. It goes up 24 hours after the YouTube broadcast is finished. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean and the rest. And if you want to become a member, hit the join button under the video. It's quite cheap to do that. Or you can drop into the chat and pay a donation using the dollar sign or you can become a slightly more expensive member of the cult by putting your smartphone over the uh, qr code which takes you to the membership pack what do you get for your membership Well, you get a cup you get a pen you get a scarf and a membership card and entry into the monthly draw if you just like a car sticker well they're free uh simply subscribe to the channel and then email john at NUFCMatters.com and he will post you one out matchday bucket what's that all about well it's with our way of supporting the food bank NUFC fans, Foodbank.co.uk is where you can make a donation 365 days of the year uh, please do so as uh, there are no home games at present uh every penny is vital don't forget the alan Shearer ball uh we have another one signed by alan at the 260 dinner back in april uh we are doing a raffle 2.99 a ticket limited to 99 tickets enter now at nufcmatters.com and you have a chance of winning a signed Alan Shearer ball. Really, really nice those as well. If uh, that's not your um, not your bag, then potentially get yourself a, a cup and a signed box and T-shirt. It's a mug gift pack, also signed by Alan Shearer. You can get them on the website, anyofcmatters.com. They are £50 each. Don't forget as well, Tyson Fury is visiting Newcastle uh, 7th of July. Get your tickets now uh, from www.goldstarpromotions.com uk It's a UK tour. It's part one of a UK tour. Uh, if you get yourself onto the website, all the details are there about where Tyson will be coming to.
1: So, George, back to you, mate. And the, that, how do you put that top of the money and just to illustrate um uh the sort of goal scoring that was going on? The, mm-hmm. the score was four four, and it was one of those games with uh, that uh, you know drive the home fans mad, we, we, we get in front, then we get pegged back, then we get pegged back again, then we, we, we draw, then we go ahead, think well that's it, and then Tottenham equalise, um, and then uh, same thing happens again and we end, end up 4-4. Um, but it, it, it's interesting that uh, um, that's the way we were throughout the season. We, we seem to be able to score goals, uh, but we also seem to, to let them in very, fairly easily as well. Uh, and as I say, it was it was another um, how can I say a nail in the coffin for poor Frank Brennan. I'm afraid because he uh, he he didn't have a particularly good good game. Um, the next one, I'm not sure what the next one is. Uh, um, we've got a succession of programs now. This one is Huddersfield. Right. Okay. I'll I'll talk about Huddersfield. I talk about Huddersfield because um, they um, were always a good football side. That's it. I've got the got the two. Um, and the reason is um, they had all they always round thereabouts when it came to championship time. Uh but unfortunately this particular season they were they were well well down the league but still playing quite well and still had some great great players in the team. I mean the, 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 the right back Stanyforth was uh, um, was the England right back for quite a long time. Um, he didn't enjoy playing against Bobby Mitchell, main, Uh, and and he uh, um, uh, he didn't uh, particularly enjoy this game against Bobby Mitchell. Um, but it was uh, for us, it was uh, uh, uh Bill Curry, a young uh, and and uh, uh, player who came on instead of Ivor Broadus. It's got Ivor Broadus there, but actually it was young bill curry that came on and uh um the interesting thing about that from our point of view was that um with uh, with bill curry on who was really a center forward you had white you had curry you had keeble and you had milburn all center forwards playing across of our forward line so you know it 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 was it was just crazy uh, in some ways but fascinating to watch because uh they all just double down and, and did what, what what was needed to be done it was a 2-2 draw um as i say, standing forth was was good for them and look at who was at number four of course for huddersfield but n- none other than a man called bill mcgrary who we were to get to know even better and days later because he he became our manager so um that was a two-two draw, and, and thanks to Bill Curry and Len White uh, at half time, we two up. Uh, but we give it away towards the end, and, and you start to see why we 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 conceded so many goals. And I, I did the AOA game, which is uh, 16th of April. I think that's the next one I've got. No,
0: next uh, next one up is Portsmouth
1: then Man City. Right. Okay. Um, well, I've got. Uh, no i haven't got portsmouth ready um oh i've got man city though can i go to man city
0: yeah go for it yeah
1: yeah um again always good games against manchester city uh, and uh this one was uh um oh this is what this is what christmas uh game one game at st james's on 27 20 20 fifth at, at main road and then on the 27th it's in james's park now that was the fa's idea of not the fans not having to travel too far well i, I reckon newcastle to manchester on a christmas christmas eve christmas day is, uh, is is a long way to travel but never mind um on the christmas day at uh, main road we we got turned over 3-1 um and uh, vic keeble scored our um consolation goal uh, but the Manchester City team was uh, uh, Bert Troutman, the goalkeeper. Well, Roy Little, Dave Hune was was their centre back. Roy Paul, the captain, uh, Ken Barnes, Joe Hayes, Joe Hart, Roy Clark, and infamously Don Revy was in that team. Uh, but they beat us three one in the return game on the twenty seventh. On Monday the twenty seventh at St James's Park, we 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 reversed it two 0 and the two 0 was, uh, two goals from Bobby Mitchell. He scored a penalty and, and then scored the second goal just after half time. And, uh, the team, our team was again, very predictable, uh, Simpson, Cowell, Batty, instead of Michael, at left back, um, schooler, uh, Stoke or Joe Cooper, who was, who was a young lad that, that thought they'd give a run out and cause Charlie Crow was, was injured. Um, and then um it says on there White, Milburn, Keeble, Curry and Mitchell. Uh and uh, it was. Um and again, as I say, if you look at that, that's uh, four centre forwards in, in that team, in that team. Uh but we beat them 2-0 and it was it was a good game with nearly fifty-three thousand at the game. That's the other thing, the attendances were very good this season because they um the games were, were at the very least um interesting, uh to put it mildly. Um it's uh the other one I was gonna talk about. Have I got a one for Sheffield United there? And uh, next up's Plymouth. Plymouth. Ah, that went into the cup. Well, I'll do I'll do Sheffield United just straight from this if you don't mind. Okay. Um on the first of January, the New Year's Day game, yeah, that was that was it. We went away to Sheffield United. Now, I remember this because I know my uh, family persuaded Alfie Hollands to run the bus to Sheffield. Uh, so they all thought they'd have their New Year's Day in Sheffield at the match and have a good time. The only trouble is they haven't banked on Sheffield United, uh, turning them over 6-2. 6-2, my God. You know, it, 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 they came home absolutely shell-shocked. And uh, Sheffield's famous player, um, jimmy hagan scored a hat trick uh and so on bobby mitchell and uh, vic Keeble got our consolation goals, but they just uh tore us to shreds and we, we just weren't at the game uh but my uh, family was saying well they tried an experiment with young joe cooper in instead of uh instead of charlie crow again and unfortunately he was direct opposite to jimmy hagan and jimmy hagan just gave the young lad a terrible time but you can see how with the results like that how will we mounting up the goals against column uh, as well as the goals for column um and now we're we're, we're shifting into uh into the uh into the cup cup uh, programs let's start with plymouth plymouth was the third round and uh it was uh an entertaining uh game again uh, some of my family and, and their friends decided to persuade Alfie Holland to get his bus out and go to Plymouth, which in those days was a hell of a trip. I mean, there were no motorways, very little, little major roads, let alone motorways. Um, so they set off in the middle of the night to get to Plymouth for 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 this uh, this uh, cup match. But they were well rewarded with uh, a 6-1 win. It was a goal fest for for Milburn, White and Mitchell to to a piece uh, just, uh, Plymouth got a consolation, but we actually on absolutely on song. Now we didn't listen. I listened to your yeah, excellent three amigos last night and what the lads were saying about, uh, rivals and, and how, how we've got teams, which are, we consider rivals. Well, can I add another, uh, not a rival, but a team, which we seem to have a good relationship, even in those days at Plymouth Argyle. When, when, our lads got there in Holland's bus, they discovered that Plymouth had set up a, um, a stall uh, with OXO and, and sandwiches and uh, for, for the castle lads to buy it, virtually cost price, which was a great, great uh, um, gesture uh, to, to the away fans. And in my memory of other things from Plymouth, I mean, I can remember, and you, you probably were there, I don't know, Steve. You remember the Friday night where they were we one promotion and how the the plymouth fans joined in were celebrations you know uh so I, I don't know why but we seem to have a very good relationship with plymouth argyle and certainly that was the case in this this cup match even though we turned them over uh six one uh so off we went into the into the fourth round uh next one steve brentford ah yeah that's the fourth round. Brentford were th- in those days were third division south. And, uh, uh, you know, like everybody else in, in, in uh, or not everybody else, but most of the people in the, in the Gallagher corner, we went expecting to see a, a straightforward win to get way into the next round. Nothing straightforward about it. Brentford were playing, uh, played out of their skins. And lo and behold, we got tortured by one of our own. Uh, Barry at centre forward, used to be ours uh, before he was shipped off to to, to London, uh, and he had a brilliant game uh, and and gave us a quite a quite a tough time. Uh, our team, as you can see, was uh, fairly standard, um, and uh, um, uh, Milburn on the right wing, Keeble in the centre, and with uh, Curry and Hannah uh, at uh, midfield, and Mitchell on the left wing um and uh as i say the 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 brentford played out their skins and and uh it, it was uh one nil one one two one two two and then eventually we, we got the chatty milburn got the the winning goal uh but a, a fantastic cup tie uh and and nearly sixty thousand in the ground is, is is my memory of that one and so we went to the next round uh and the next round was uh Tortuous. Um, this is Nottingham Forest reunited. Uh, the first game at Nottingham Forest was two-two. We came back to St James's Park for a replay. Um, uh, I don't know if I've got the replay programme on there, Steve. No, no. no. Sure. Uh, we we again came back uh, and were, were um, oh yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the replay. Yeah. Um, again, a very very tough game and ended with a. With a 1-1 which meant we had to go uh to a secondary play uh, which was uh, played in the midlands uh and we beat them 2-1 but after extra time and that in all three games the goals were shared between mitchell keeble and milburn um and uh it was a, a hard match to get through there was no doubt it seems interesting we, we've had lots of tough cup uh ties with nottingham forest both in the league cup and in the fa cup and you know where, where we've we've replayed and there's been all sorts of excitement and pitch invasions and all such will come to eventually i suppose um so it, it was an interesting uh struggle for the team to get through this and of course we're racking up the games i mean this this is on the back of a 50 game season you know we're, we're we're pushing these games so um so we get through Nottingham Forest and, and we move on to I think it's Huddersfield Town next, uh Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Can you slip that one in? That's it. At Leeds Road at uh Huddersfield Town. And again, notice Huddersfield 3 3D, three not 6D, like bloody Chelsea. <laughs> They're always always expensive in London. <laughs> Never mind. Um at Huddersfield, um uh I think I've I've said on here before a traditional old football ground uh, a wooden ground from from top to bottom uh, a bit like our old stand but the whole place was like that uh, and people the stands people were still standing on railway sleepers not concrete uh, stands it was uh, a ground to, to behold in, in some ways now I didn't get to the away game but uh, uh, it was a draw and and uh, uh, I think we had to thank uh, Middleburn and Keeble again to keep me in, in the cup tie and they came back to St. James's parks for the return game. I think the return games there, Steve, or something there. There should be a picture as well. Yeah. That's the return game. Yeah. And, uh, um, now the picture, the reason I put the picture on is that, uh, as you can see, although we're at home, we're wearing were white shirts we're not wearing were, we're stripes and the reason is is that because in those days if the team shirts clashed both teams had to change it wasn't just one team both teams had to change and uh, so we ended up wearing our whites and i think huddersfield were wearing something like red white stripes or some some sort of combination which was slightly different uh but that's the reason i put that on but again a sixty thousand uh, pound, sixty thousand crowd uh, for watch was a, a, a great match, a very entertaining game, and the one which we we uh, we won. Uh, uh, I think it was two nil, and uh, got us through to the to the next round of the cup. Um, but you know, it, it, this cup runs becoming something of a mammoth with all the the replays, and we've now come to uh, the semi final. In the semi-final were drawn against york city york were third division north team uh, a decent team but a reputation for being um hard a team of big lads uh, who were going to give you a hard time and sure enough they did and their the um the pitch at hillsborough suited them it was it was a, a quagmire is the only way to describe it, it was like playing on a plowed field and in those days, people used to say, oh, it's a great leveller, <laughs> a great leveller. Yeah, yeah, everybody's up their ankles in bloody mud, So It's bound to be a good, a great leveller, but it had no impact on the foot- quality of the football. Uh, I mean, nowadays, we don't know we're born when we watch what uh, people play on at St James's Park. You know, this new modern turf that's, you know, 30% plastic and 70% grass, and uh, they can grow it during the night and cut it and all the rest of it. Well, in those days you were lucky to have a have a by December by uh this is March by March you were lucky to have a blade of grass on the pitch. You used to get it in the four corners but nowhere else. In fact, I think I once put on this thing I put a picture to James's Park like that with the four corners shown grass but up the middle just a uh clay uh area up the, up the up the middle. Um, 2 2 and 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 we we got a lot of trouble off the the the, the York um forwards who were all big lads and particularly the center forward was a lad called arthur bottom and arthur bottom had quite a name he quite the gold scorer is that arthur um, or
0: arthur, <laughs> arthur
1: yes <laughs> yes um and he gave us quite a time in the irony is, you know a couple of years later when we were in in trouble in the league we went and bought arthur bottom when his bloody career was over really and he came and played for us for two or three years but uh um you know, um, he certainly gave us a hard time that day, and and so it went to a replay, and the replay was at uh, at uh, Roker Park, and again on a pitch which uh, at that time of the year was was a was a quagmire. I think I've got the the Roker Park program there, Steve, somewhere. Yeah, what's the next? Yeah. yeah, that's it, um and uh it was. uh fascinating in, in in the sense that uh, um i know some of my family queued nearly all night to get tickets for this for this replay and uh uh it was it was a tough one it was a tough one we beat them 2-0 but arthur bottom still gave us a tough a tough time it wasn't it wasn't a cakewalk uh and and so we 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 got to the final the other interesting thing about talking about the macms at that at that time was that while we were beaten York to get to the final. Manchester City were beaten the Maccabs 1-0 to get to the final. So there was a huge possibility, which everybody was hoping would happen, of a and weir cup final. What a, what a day that would have been, Steve. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. And uh, Newcastle Sudden and at Wembley, it would have just been unbelievable. Uh, but Manchester City turned move over 1-0. Uh, little lad called Johnson inside forward. Uh, scored a, a, a brilliant goal against the Mackhams and uh, and that was that for them. But we got through by by beating um, by beating uh, York, um, and got to the final to play Manchester City. So the next series of photographs, I think, are all about the final, aren't they? That's me dad's ticket, um, and look at the price of it. Nearly nearly half a week's wages for me father. That. Um, and, uh, you know, I had to have a bit of a whip round at home never, to get his ticket, never mind go to the match. Uh, but he got it from the same place. Uh, his ticket came from Buckingham Palace, just like the, all the other ones did. I mean, uh, it, uh, Jimmy Wright, the, the, his, his manager at, uh, at the Slipway, never forgot me, Dad. He always said, well, do you want to take it, Harry? And, and Harry used to get a ticket. The only trouble is he, he used to have to take time off work to go to the match. And uh, because he had, had very little money, he, he hitchh- his, he's his way to, the, to Wembley. And this was his third time he did that and and took his knapsack with the rattle in the, the, the old wooden rattle that I've got, which I still have, um, still have by me side this morning, actually. Um, and, uh, um, you know, it, it, it just was, uh, it was part of, part of our family's uh, tradition became, you know, um, uh, making sure that my dad got to the got to the match and and, and uh, got back. Um, that's the front of the of the official program. Um, now, out somewhere in the garage, there's a, there's a draw where I've got that program. That's not mine. That's that's the one I've pinched from somewhere else. But uh, that's the two teams walking out on the, the Wembley with uh, uh, with Jimmy Schooler leading us and Roy Paul leading Manchester City um, in that. Hosh track suits in those days um, and that's the duke of edinburgh shaking hands with uh, bobby mitchell so the queen was at the at the at the, uh, uh, at the game uh, to present the trophy uh, and uh, but that's a nice one of, of bobby mitchell shaking hands with him, and that's jimmy schooler and roy paul the captains uh, at the toss-up uh, jimmy schooler I, I've, people have heard me say on, on this thing about how him being a hard man i mean just need to look the thickness of his thighs he was a pe instructor in the navy before he turned to football with portsmouth uh, and he was a hard man and, and and people used to say well what was it like and and, and it's funny I, I was when i was checking about goal scorers, as i I'd comparing jatty milburn and Sheila with others i was looking at jimmy greaves obviously and suddenly i came across the, this quote from jimmy greaves and he said this is jimmy greaves on jimmy scowler and this is the quote if tom what wait's voice could ever be turned into a face it would look exactly like jimmy schooler he was like a bag of hammers in addition to this his exocet tackling uh, every part of jimmy's body appeared to jut out wherever necessary to inflict maximum pain well i, can't, I couldn't say it better that's jimmy grief saying that about jimmy schooler he was a tough man but what a brilliant footballer as well uh, and and there we are that that's them at the, at the uh, at the uh, toss up and, and so on. Next one, Steve. Now, here, here's controversy. I've talked about Dougie Livingston coming in and causing all sorts of mayhem in the dressing room. Well, Dougie Livingston was sacked just before the final um, because he wasn't going to play Jackie Milburn. And the and the rest of the team and the directors just were apoplectic. And uh, they just instructed them to, to leave the dressing room and they would sort things out. And so Mid- milburn was in the team now he was in not only was he in the team here he is scoring the first goal in 45 seconds of the game a header now manchester city had been lulled into a false sense of security by this notion that jackie milburn couldn't head the ball a lot of people thought that and that, that was was miles off of the truth he was good head of the ball just it didn't happen to come along he's something he didn't need to he, he could score goals from anywhere and they all thought that vic keble was was the header and there you've got vic keble surrounded by three manchester defenders and jackie on the edge of the penalty area with nobody beside him and bobby mitchell just clipped the or no, george hannah just clipped the ball and uh jackie milburn headed it in in 45 seconds now i hear people on the telly saying well that looks like a training ground routine i think that was a training ground routine and really set us up for that uh, that cup final next one steve and that's uh one of the the big uh controversies of of the uh, this match against manchester city that's the right back of manchester city jimmy meadows going off with it with a damaged knee uh, he, he we found out afterwards he'd done his ligaments and he's he's uh and his uh cartilages uh, and he, he damaged it t- trying to tackle bobby mitchell when bobby was was uh, um was doing amazing dribble down the wing now my father always said he damaged his knee because he tried to hurt bobby mitchell he went in so hard to try and hurt bobby mitchell to stop bobby mitchell he ended up hurting himself and uh that's that's probably not far from the truth because his 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 career was actually over after that match, more or less. Um but it but it you can imagine it it uh about half half an hour we still had huge amount of the game to play, and we're already one nil up. Um next one, uh, Steve, please. Now that's the little uh midfielder called Johnson. Uh Bobby Johnson's heading in from uh the, the consolation goal for Manchester um virtually on his own you can see uh and uh, ronnie simpson nowhere near the ball uh but that was uh that was uh, quite a goal for them and he was a good little player no doubt about that next one okay. steve
0: great great image that and um yeah, I've got, yeah. I've got to be honest as well we do have we do have this bit of footage 45
1: seconds i mean that was Milburn's actual yeah. goal. So anyone,
0: it's quite quick.
1: So I'll play it again. You can see how all the defenders are drawn to Keeble. Hardly anybody goes with Mil- with Milburn and i think that's because they were sucked into this notion that milburn couldn't hit the ball well he just showed them the record. <laughs> okay the next
0: one is the uh the presentation there's the
1: queen that's the queen uh giving jimmy Schooler the cup with bobby cowell behind him and so stanley rouse the the boss of the fa um who who, who ran everything he was the boss of everything uh good friend uh, newcastle united because his best friend was somebody called lord westwood would you believe um so he there was a good relationship between us and, and and the FA in those days and that's uh that's them lifting the cup with with uh jimmy schooler norman smith in front the, the the assistant manager stroke trainer norman was is a lovely man somebody i got to know very well in in, in a few years later when i was a schoolboy going to the ground uh and uh everybody loved norman he, he was smashing uh and there's, uh, there's the lads Jackie Milburn, Bobby Mitchell, George Hanna, Tommy Casey, hard tackling Irish, uh, wing half, or defensive midfielder, and Bob Stoto, of course. Now, the man at the left over Bobby Mitchell's shoulder, and between Bobby Mitchell and, and George Hanna, is a man called Alec Much, who was the club's physiotherapist. Now, if you had anything wrong and you had to go for treatment, people did not like to go to Alec Much, because if he was swinging the lead, Alec had so many ways of finding out whether he was swinging the lead or not. It was torture. It was like a torture chamber, not a physiotherapist's uh, room. Uh, but he was a brilliant brilliant guy. lovely guy. But uh, he looked after people. That George Hanna with the cup. Um, ironically, the, within a season, George Hanna was playing for, for Manchester City. He went to Manchester City. And there's the, the last one. Vic Keeble um, with, his, with a cover of the of the program now Vic tells a fantastic story when they were playing they got three pound a week right three pound a week when they were playing in the summer they got two pound a week and they got bonuses for special matches well for this match at Wembley the club got thousands of pounds but they gave the, the players a, a winning bonus of 25 pounds each and Vic Keable and one or two of us, Frank Brennan, one or two of the uh, the, uh, the uh, more chancy guys in the dress room, decided to put that bonus on a horse because they had a hot tip on a horse uh, to more than double that bonus. <laughs> and, the, and the truth is, the horse went and lost didn't it. <laughs> so they all lost the bonus. Everything went. I mean, it didn't get very much anyway. Um, you know, and and shows how the treatment of the the difference between the way that the the, the treatment between players and in the boardroom. The boardroom. I, I don't know how many thousands Newcastle got for winning the cup, but it was many, many thousands. And they give the players twenty-five quid. I mean, you know, um, and that's that's the team that that won the cup, with uh, you know, sprinkle a little lads. Ron Batty at fullback, Bob Stokoe, Bobby Cowell, uh, and and uh, um, really really, um, uh, a team, a football team. But as I say, they, 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 um, they scored goals like for Toffee, but they also let them in. Um, like, uh, there was no tomorrow average attendance. I can't remember exactly where it was anyway. Um, beyond that I'm looking at the squad because just in terms of games, um, ron batty played 35 bobby Cow played 50 50 games that season wow. um charlie crow 38 the cable 28 um jackie milburn 48 bobby mitchell 50. jimmy schooler 52 <laughs> that's that's the captain that's, that's the sort of example you want from your captain, isn't it? Brilliant. 32 games. Ronnie Simpson, 45 and Bob Stoato, 42, Len Wright 37. And the other thing in, in these statistics, which is, which is staggering even now to me is, is that um, goal scorers, Ivor broadest five, George Hanna 13, Vic Keeble, 15, Jackie Milburn, 23. Bobby Mitchell 21 and Len White 16 that's one two three five people in double figures in the team it just if it, if it happened now it would be regarded as something of a miracle and as I said they were the highest scorers in the in the first division that year which Chelsea won and uh but unfortunately uh, they also conceded an awful lot of goals as well we played in the yeah that's the cup coming home and i'll repeat what i've said of the other uh pictures like this i've had with the other cup wins everywhere from the central station up to st james's park was like that packed the ground was packed and i i when i see um uh people talking about oh how big the crowd liverpool were for that for the cup win and all this sort of thing it we would marmalize that if it ever happened again up here you, you just wouldn't get moved for a long time that's the cover the radio times and why is that significant this is the first cup final that was played completely uh, on television and on radio because until then they had played parts of it uh and and the, the one two years previous to that when when we, we won it it was the first that was uh, on the radio all the time well this one was the first one on the television all the time uh, so we even had um uh that is there another one i think i think there might be that's it that's it there's that's only,
0: there's it. one well, there's one that I, there's
1: one that i stuck in oh brilliant brilliant he's, he's yeah. a rather younger looking steve hasty and uh, it is yes lovely yeah and a, and a lovely guy i mean what i like about these is that i met one or two of these guys when they were on their way out because i was just a kid going in to do training but they're always so nice and always had time for you and i think you would find that with vick He he's just a lovely man couple of, uh, we've got, we've got a couple
0: of questions we've got a couple of questions Sorry. michael wallace michael wallace says uh would you like to see a statue of joe harvey outside the ground and also move the jackie milburn one back outside st james's
1: uh good one i think i would like to see a harvey statue i think that that plate on the wall is nice but it's uh slightly in, in, inadequate i think uh it, it could do with something like that i think wherever you put jackie milburn he's at home as long as he's within the ground jackie milburn would be at home uh okay. you know he, he he's uh uh it would be nice but I, it's it wouldn't be an imperative for me i, I think he's oh. uh wherever he is around the ground he would he would be it he would feel at home can i just say something about vic cable to finish off? can we can we just say happy
0: birthday to kerry as well before i forget
1: oh absolutely kerry uh happy birthday and uh um really have a nice day it's it's your special day make the most of it bunny Lasson, yeah. uh, and uh and enjoy it and i hope you enjoy your football as well go on then there uh, about Vic cable he sold his Cup winners medal when he was uh finished at colchester um the moved house and when they got to the house it didn't have any heating or uh didn't have this didn't have that and he didn't have any money so what he did was he sold his cook winner's medal to buy a heater and all this sort of thing which i wow which when i read that was was heartbreaking, heartbreaking. absolutely so anyway sorry
0: uh, no, no problem. Ian McKenna says, how do you reckon Milburn would fare in the modern game? Last question for the day.
1: Well, I, I think he would be a good foil for somebody like Shearer, to be honest, because um, I, I've said to Steve and others who've watched this, Milburn was one of the first of the 1950s players who realised that players had to be athletes, not just not just footballers and not just yeah. runners. They had to be athletes and jackie did the weights and all that sort of thing and and uh, in the summer he was a professional runner he did the powder hall uh, races uh and won once or twice i think and and and, uh, and made quite a bit of money out of that um so i think he would fare okay but he would he would he would have to be fitted into a team that uh but the other thing is as i've said throughout this thing jackie milburn would play anywhere across the front five and there aren't many players today who could do that uh...
0: thanks I want to say thanks to Phil Annett, who runs a Twitter account called FA Cup fact file and he uh, when he saw we advertised this show George he says do you know that as a consequence of Newcastle United lifting the FA Cup in 1955 the club was able to officially declare that they were the best FA Cup club of all time yeah they would be able to make that claim for two seasons until aston villa won the cup in 1957 so thank you for sharing that now i did promise george before we came on air. i had a little surprise for him and george i've dug out this from my uh collection and if um i'm gonna play it for the listeners as well so have a listen to this
2: and the amazing just of Wall bring down
1: How fantastic. good was that? That was great, Steve. Absolutely fantastic. What a joy! A bit, a bit of history, a bit of history. Yeah. Then great to and, hear the lads. And and so prophetic. Uh, uh, some of the things they said. You know, Charlie Crowe said about keeping Stanley Matthews quiet. That's exactly what they did. <laughs> that's exactly fantastic. what they did. Well, it's a pleasure as always george to share the screen with you i don't get a chance to see
0: a great deal on this one i'm just the man who puts the photographs up but oh, thanks yeah. for doing your homework i know it's much
1: appreciated george and we will look forward to catching up with you next week take care mate thanks steve good to see you bye bye everybody thank you for watching do appreciate it